Forlock Forbach Reads. Produced by the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library. Welcome to Warlock Vorbach Reads, a Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library podcast. It's time to put on your funeral garb, dye your hair black, and sit under an umbrella because this week's poet was the most successful gothic novelist of her day. Now, you may still be recuperating from the fantastical flight of our last poet's dreamy visions. These poems are a little less inscrutable and are punctuated with gorgeous descriptions of scenery. This week, our poet was the pioneer of gothic fiction, creating the genre the modern-day horror field would spin out of. I'll be reading the eerie words of Anne Radcliffe. Anne was born on July 9th, 1764, daughter of a haberdasher. She occasionally lived in Chelsea with her maternal uncle, Thomas Bentley. While there, she befriended Suki, her only known childhood friend. Suki would later marry Dr. Robert Darwin and give birth to their son, Charles Darwin. In 1787, Anne married the journalist William Radcliffe and kept a mostly secluded life, writing novels to occupy the time while her husband worked. She wrote five novels, the last three being very successful. Anne was paid 800 pounds for her novel, The Italian, while most writers were being paid 10 pounds for their manuscripts, which made her the highest paid writer in the 1790s. The Italian was her written response to another Gothic novel, The Monk by Matthew Lewis, which she hated because, to paraphrase, he wrote horror, which was too much for the soul, instead of terror, which opened up the soul to higher faculties. I disagree with Anne. Totally read The Monk by Matthew Lewis. Warlock recommends. Anyways, Anne was unique in that she included supernatural elements to her stories but always revealed a rational explanation for them. Some literary scholars believe her works are strongly anti-Catholic, possibly influenced by the Roman Catholic Relief Act that passed in 1791. When she stopped publishing, rumors spread that her writing had caused her to go insane. She died on February 7th, 1823, due to a chest infection. Anne was mostly a novelist, but she did pen a few poems. I'll be reading Night and the Snow Fiend. In 1816, a book of her poems was published. So here are some key historical events that happened in 1816. 
Rosini's opera, The Barber of Seville, premieres in Rome. The United States signs a treaty with the Cherokee Nation, claiming the United States would return land in Alabama and Georgia that had been illegally obtained. However, General Andrew Jackson refused to honor the treaty and used the controversy to further remove Native Americans from the Southeast. From their land. Charlotte Bronte is born. She would continue the Gothic tradition started by Anne Radcliffe with novels such as Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights. 1816 was the year without summer. A severe weather anomaly made temperatures so low during the summer throughout Asia, Europe, Canada, and the northern parts of America that there were great famines due to frozen ground and snow in June. This is my favorite. Lord Byron, Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin, Piercy Shelley, and John Polidori gather at Villa Diodati at Lake Geneva and have a storytelling contest. This would lead to the creation of two seminal works of horror, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley and The Vampire by John Polidori. The United Providences of South America, currently Argentina, Uruguay, Bolivia, and parts of Brazil, declare independence from Spain. James Monroe is elected as the fifth President of the United States. And Indiana becomes the 19th state. Now for Night and the Snow Fiend by Anne Radcliffe. Night. Now evening fades, her pensive step retires, and night leads on the dews and shadowy hours. Her awful pomp of planetary fires and all her train of visionary powers. These paint with fleeting shapes the dream of sleep. These swell the wakened soul with pleasing dread. These through the glooms and forms terrific sweep and rouse the thrilling horrors of the dead. Queen of the solemn thought, mysterious night, whose step is darkness and whose voice is fear. Thy shades I welcome with severe delight and hail thy hollow gales that sigh so drear. When, wrapped in clouds and riding in the blast, thou rollest the storm along the sounding shore, I love to watch the whelming billows cast on rocks below and listen to the roar. Thy milder terrors, night, I frequent woo, thy silent lightnings and thy meteors glare, thy northern fires bright with ensanguined hue that light in heaven's high vault the fervid air. But chief, I love thee, when thy lucid car sheds through the fleecy clouds a trembling gleam, 
and shows the misty mountain from afar, the nearer forest, and the valley stream. And nameless objects in the vale below, that floating dimly to the musing eye, assume at fancy's touch fantastic show, and raise her sweet romantic visions high. Then let me stand amidst thy glooms profound on some wild woody steep, and hear the breeze that swells in mournful melody around and faintly dies upon the distant trees. What melancholy charm steals o'er the mind? What hallowed tears the rising rapture greet? While many a viewless spirit in the wind sighs to the lonely hour in accents sweet. Ah, who the dear illusions pleased would yield, which fancy wakes from silence and from shades, for all the sober forms of truth revealed, for all the scenes that day's bright eye pervades. And now for the snow fiend. Hark to the snow fiend's voice afar that shrieks upon the troubled air. Him by that shrilly call I know, though yet unseen, unfelt below, and by the mist of livid gray that steals upon his onward way. He from the ice peaks of the north in sound and majesty comes forth, dark amidst a wondrous light that streams o'er all the northern night. A wane rhyme through the airy waste marks where unseen his car has passed, and veils the specter shapes, his train, that wait upon his vengeful reign. Disease and want and shuddering fear Danger and woe and death are there. Around his head forever raves A whirlwind cold of misty waves. But oft the pardoned surge between His visage, keen and white, is seen. His savage eye and palely glare Beneath a helm of ice appear. A snowy plume waves o'er the crest and wings of snow his form invest. Aloft he bears a frozen wand, the ice boat trembles in his hand. And ever, when on sea he rides, an iceberg for his throne provides. As fierce he drives his distant way, agents remote his call obey. From half-known Greenland snow-piled shore to Newfoundland, and Labrador, o'er solid seas where naught is scanned to mark a difference from land, and sound itself does but explain the desolation of his reign. The moaning, querulous and deep, and the wild howls infuriate sweep wherever he moves, some note of woe proclaims the presence of the foe. While he, relentless, round him flings the white shower from his flaky wings. Hark! Tis his voice. I shun his call, and shudder and seek the blazing hall. 
Oh, speak of mirth. Oh, raise the song. Hear not the fiends that round him throng. Of curtained rooms and firesides tell, Bid fancy work her genial spell, That wraps in marvel and delight December's long tempestuous night. Makes courtly groups in summer bowers Dance through pale winter midnight hours, And July's eve its rich glow shed On the hoar wreath that binds his head, Or nights on strange adventure bent, or ladies into thraldom sent, whatever gaiety ideal can substitute for treble real. Then let the storms of winter sing, and his sad veal the snow fiend fling. Though wailing lays are in the wind, they reach not then the tranched mind, nor murky form, nor dismal sound may pass the high enchanted bound thank you very much for listening to warlock vorabach reads a monthly cincinnati and hamilton county public library podcast if you do enjoy this podcast please help spread word about it next time prepare the bust above your door for an agonizing avian intruder Till next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Vorbach Vorbach Reads. Subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss future episodes. And discover more of our podcasts at cincinnatilibrary.org slash podcasts. <laughs>